Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Mary T is joining us this morning from Girls on the Run. I love how I say Mary T like we're best friends go back in the day, but I've been a fan of Girls on the Run for a very long time. But as it is consistently brought to my attention is that just because I know about an organization doesn't mean that the entire Houston area or the greater Houston area Knows and girls on the run, especially if you have daughters, is an organization mm-hmm. you should be very aware of. So, Mary T, I guess my first question for you is can you kind of give us an overview of what Girls on the Run is? I'd love to. So, Girls on the Run is an after school program for girls third through eighth grade. And what we do with fun running games and movement games and a great curriculum is we teach the girls how to take care of themselves, how to be a good friend, a good community member, all while building up their stamina in exercise. And at the end of the 10 weeks, we host a 5K for them. So now they've learned how to set a goal, work towards a goal, and achieve a goal. And I think a lot of people downplay the importance of being able to start and finish something at such an age, like all of the goals and values that that really does instill in you to be able to say, this is something I want to do, which I'm sure, Mary T., you can help me out here. A lot of the girls have never done Correct. a 5K, Correct. never run any more than at recess or or at gym class. Correct. Uh, how do you pick the girls at each particular school And how do they start to get involved? So generally the schools call us or a parent will call us, counselors, nurses, um, principals of schools will get a hold of us. And then um, we educate them on how to facilitate the program. They find us two coaches um, for every 8 to 15 girls. There's a couple ways the schools do pick the girls. Sometimes they'll handpick them if they're girls that maybe haven't found their niche yet in their school or they've the principals, counselors think that maybe they could lo- use the program a little more than others. Oftentimes we get so um, popular that um, it's overflow. Yes, overflow. So for those campuses, we do a lottery system. So there's a period of time that everybody signs up and then the computer generates the team. Now, you may have already said this, but what is the age group for? So it's we have two programs, Sarah. The first is Girls on the Run, which is third, fourth and fifth grade. And the second one is Heart and Soul. And Heart and Soul is for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And the difference between the two is Girls on the Run is kind of formulaic. Today, we're going to talk about gossip. Tell me what you know about gossip. And then what we'll do is we'll give them a tube of toothpaste, and they all squeeze the toothpaste. Love this analogy. And um, you've... 
as coaches, we say, now put it back in the tube. And third, fourth, and fifth graders look at you and go, you can't do that. Well, sure you can. Go ahead and try. And no, can't do that. And so in that lesson, we also teach them, we essentially play telephone on the track, right? So I tell a story to two of the girls. They run to two of their friends. Then they circle back to um, the coaches at the end of passing it on. And... Um, they tell me the story, and of course, it's not the same. It's never the same. Never the same. And so we get to teach them. Can you do this with some adult women? <laughs> we get asked that quite frequently. I bet you do, yeah. because I feel like a lot of the adult women that I deal with sometimes never learn these lessons as children, and yes. it really does carry into adulthood. Yes. And what's interesting, so we, in addition to the 1,200 or 1,500 girls we serve each season, we we have three and 400 volunteer coaches that facilitate this program. And we hear all the time from the coaches. I could have used this when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I wish I had had this, or I got so much out of the lesson today because it was the self-talk lesson. And I've been not What's speaking. What's the self-talk lesson? So the self-talk lesson is how important what you say in your head is to how you present yourself in life. Oh, wow. You know, yes, yes. And uh, it's it's funny because every time I do a site visit, that's usually the lesson that I end up at. Yeah. Not because I'm looking for it, but because that's what I need to hear. And you, you learn that you're not supposed, don't berate yourself, you know, build yourself up with your words and your thoughts and the importance of doing that. I never would have even thought about that because I know that I am my own worst enemy. I Me know the too. thoughts in my head are just sometimes so belittling. Yes. And I don't think that I'm alone in that. I just, mm -hmm. what great lessons to teach at a young age. Now that I have a daughter yes. and she's four and I have realized that she, like her mother, will be a runner Yes, because our hand-eye coordination is not, <laughs> you know, but we love to be active. She's got so much energy that even now, because it's the one thing that I know, we go to the track and we'll you know, run slash walk around the track. I don't yep. want you to think that I'm teaching my child to be an Olympic athlete. I mean, <laughs> it's done at a reasonable rate, but I am a firm believer that running is some of the best mental health exercise okay. that you can do. No matter how fast or slow you do it, whether it's a walk or a run, I think just the act of getting out is a lot for you, yep. in, you know, when it comes to your mental health. And then also... Just that feeling of accomplishment that maybe just today, that may be the only thing I did, right. but I did it. And all these things you're teaching to these girls so young. And I know that it doesn't come cheap. You guys have to do your fundraising. So we people do. that want to get involved, how can they do that? You know, so we have a couple races a year that are open to the public. It's a very joyous day because it's all the girls that are in the program and their coaches running as well. So that's at Rice University, and the next one coming up is November 19th. Um, and then we'll have one in the spring season as well. We just finished our um, spring 5K on April 29th. I saw that. My friend Sarah, her and her daughter did that. And oh, I was like, cool. oh, it's so great to see. Yes, yeah, and it is. it is. It's just a real joyous day. Um, every year we have the Sneaker Soiree, which is our event where you dress up um, and 
gala gowns, but sneakers, Love and it. support us that way. Also, just general, you know, general donations to the website are a huge help. It costs Girls in the Run Greater Houston three hundred and twenty dollars per girl to facilitate the program. But because of wonderful donors and fundraising and sponsors like Chevron, we have the opportunity to only charge our highest rate is one sixty five, and we have a sliding scale down to forty dollars. Wow. And sixty five percent of our girls pay the forty dollars, and it's the the donors and the fundraisers and the sponsors that make up that deficit between the forty and the three twenty. So our is, donors are really really important to it us. It is very important and. I don't know if you learned this, Mary T. When we were young, we didn't have a whole lot of money. Yep. Um, so we were runners by proxy because <laughs> my mom always said it doesn't cost anything to be a runner. Right. All you need is a pair of shoes. But running was really the catalyst for a lot of the things that I did later in life. Um, the things that I never thought I could do, I would always think back and I was like, if I could run a half marathon, mm-hmm. I can do this. If I can get out in the Houston heat, then I can do this. And I really do. I love coming to your 5Ks because I think it is just as moving for the moms oh, absolutely. and the dads as it is for the kids because they watch their child, who was probably introverted and in a shell, didn't talk to a lot of people, maybe didn't really have a place yet in their world, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see this vibrant, bright, smiling young girl come out and do something that not only you're proud of, but she's really proud of in that moment. Right. Yeah, we see that all the time. A lot of times, you know, I can't believe a third grader can run a 5K, you know, is what's the narrative in the parent's head. And when they cross that finish line, oftentimes that whole family is the next one to sign up for the next 5K. It's really, it's a trickle-down effect that I was not anticipating that I just love. And not to get real, you know, philosophical this early in the morning, but... It's not a finish line. It really is a starting line for these kids. And that's our tagline. It's The finish line is just the beginning. Yep. And um, I believe that's very, very true, you know, especially you were talking about the mental health aspect and the endorphins that take off in your head and also learning. You learn better when when you've had a, a decent amount of exercise. Yeah. And so just the full body makes makes a difference in what we're doing. And I think people have this image in their head of what a runner looks like or what a runner should look like. And I think just like you were talking about those conversations that we have in our head, I think we need to throw that out the door because the running community in Houston is the least judgmental community Ever. They're just so excited that someone come, you know, wants to yeah. come out and run with them. And for every person I know that has been through on the topic of mental health, that real down part, that mm. real hard area of their life, they found almost a pace to peace when it came to running because it mm. started off a lot like their healing process. It was yes. slow. Yep. It was tedious. It was difficult. It was hard to show up. But after a while, you got up, you dressed up, you showed up, and and you were there, and you you found your new normal and your way to accomplish that. And for these girls, you're giving them those coping mechanisms without them even realizing that. Exactly. You know, the CDC report that recently came out and talked about middle schoolers and how they're they're in trauma 
right now across the board, like 90% of them um, have su- suicide ideology and they, they just can't seem to find it's their terrifying. place. And one of the cool things about our middle school program, which is called Heart and Soul, is we do a girl wheel check-in and it's all based on the girl wheel. So your your mind, your body, your heart, your spirit, and your social life. And you check in, where do you feel really strong today? And they run to one of those areas. Where do you feel weak today? And when they see others feeling weak in the same area that they're feeling, that empowers them to be able to open up and to talk about why why are they feeling weak in their social? I didn't get to sit with anybody at lunch today or, you know, so-and-so pushed my books out of my hand, those kind of things that are terrible and happen in middle school all the time. And so when these girls see each other struggling with the same issues, it kind of gives them a, a landing spot to be able to discuss all that. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but this is why it's so important for parents because a lot of these behaviors that you see in these young girls are things that they have overheard or overseen their parents do. So if you're in the car talking on speakerphone and you're gossiping mm-hmm. and you're talking about how you're having this party but you're not inviting Mary T because we don't like Mary T, your children are like sponges and mm-hmm. they absorb that and they will mimic that behavior. It hit me, Mary T, I bite my nails all the time. I am a fidgeter. I am nervous. I am anxious all the time. My daughter's fingers are terrible because she is watching me bite my nails and she's biting hers. And that's such a small thing, but I'm trying to correct that. By no means am I some perfect parent I gossip to. Everybody has it in them. (laughs) No one's perfect. Everybody has that weak moment. But I just think that if, if you're listening right now and you're a parent and you're hearing what these girls are going through on both sides of the spectrum... It should motivate you to be better, if not for yourself, if not for you to feel better about you, but to know that what you're saying and doing is having a direct connection to where we are right now with these kids in middle school. Right, right, true. And I see it everywhere, Mary T. Mm -hmm. I watch these grown women, and social media has just amplified this. Absolutely. for, For adults and children. They... Go out of their way for reasons I can't understand because that's not who I am to openly exclude people Mm. to either make themselves feel better or more exclusive. I was bullied really badly when I was fifth to eighth grade. Um, Life changing experience is probably why I do what I do. Um, But that's my mom used to tell me all the time when I would come home crying. She would say, they're only doing it to make themselves feel better. You know, that makes no sense to a fifth to eighth grader. But as an adult, you can see how, how that's true. But it's hard, too, now for these kids when it's all around them. Correct. You know, at least when we were kids, we had some reprieve when we went home. Yeah. You could turn on the TV, watch some cartoons, and that would be it. These kids, it's in their hand. All All the the time. time. And again, that is learned behavior because I have watched these grown. I was bullied more as an adult. Oh, wow. In my 30s by women who, for some reason, makes them feel better to make you feel worse Mm -hmm. about who you are. And I think to myself, I thought we got past that in the fifth grade. And now I watch them raising children and I'm watching their children and I go 
to these birthday parties for kids, and I see the kids that have already been left out at this age. And I think, well, there it is. It is. It's so sad. It's so sad, and that's why I'm so excited for organizations like Girls on the Run because it gives a place for these girls. Right, right. Because, like you said, it's hard for a fifth grader or a third grader to understand that it will all work out in the end because you're in the now and everything is hyper-focused. You know, it's funny. We had— one of the middle schools out in Spring Branch, the principal there told me that we actually changed the culture of the school because— God, that's the, great. The, yeah, because, you know, middle school girls, they don't wave to each other or say hello or whatever, but they, they started doing that, and they started sitting with each other at lunch and things like that, and they started holding their other friends accountable to the rules and, and thoughts of girls on the run. And so slowly but surely, the the whole— sixth grade class kind of morphed into this rah-rah group for girls on the run, just unbeknownst to them that was happening, but it was really a pretty cool thing for the principal to see and to watch. And that's so amazing to hear. And I'm sure, you know, you having a full hand in that yeah. to know that you're creating a different world for these girls. Cause this is what I guess some of those women who do this as adults and the kids that are watching it and learning it don't understand is as a group, we are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not competing with anyone. No. Success is not some sort of commodity that there's only so much of it. Right. And that's a, a good point for me to make, too, is that although we're called girls on the run, um, run is any kind of movement, any kind of forward movement. Forward you know, momentum. Yes. <laughs> third graders, they could be throwing cartwheels. You know, you just never know what they're skipping, whatever. And so we are not a running group. You know, we're a positive youth development organization and um, non-competitive. So although there's a clock at our race, there's no timing, all of that kind of stuff, because we want the girls to appreciate the accomplishment of their own without comparing it to everybody else. Because the only person you're really competing with in life is yourself. Is yourself. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the best lesson my mom ever gave me. Woman, she was a bowler. <laughs> She's like, this is the only thing I can do. I can bowl. And even at bowling, she was subpar at best. But she loved it and it made her happy. But when she saw her children start to participate in athletics and start comparing ourselves to other people, that was the one thing she really always tried to instill in us was, you're not competing with anybody else than who you were yesterday. Are you better today than you were, you know, yesterday? Mary T., I can tell you the first time I ever was asked to come out and help with one of your events, I was hooked from the get-go. Thanks. I just think, and even if you don't have children— you still know what that feeling is like, yes. especially if you're a woman. And it's it's even bleeding over to the boys now, too. Yep, yep. So I just think that if any way you can get involved with this, if you're working at an organization that does community match or corporate matches with donations, yep. it's a great way for you to get involved. And if you want to volunteer or just come out and forward move yes. from the start <laughs> to the finish line that's also – the starting line for something else, what's the website that they can go to? It's www.gotrgreaterhouston.org. Thank you so much for Thank coming you in for this having morning. me. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.